And I just love how what that means for us and God's call, because we don't always have to hear a voice from God Mm -hmm. in order to do something. And you just completely I ran yourself I just out it of time. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> we got to go. So okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Kettering Connect, the weekly video cast and podcast where Pastor Andrea and I hang out every single week in this environment the way we have for months and months. Oh, actually, almost a year. We should do like a celebration. Uh, well, that is start really this? Awesome. I think it was in March. It must have been. Maybe April. Anyway, whatever. Uh, so video cast, podcast, where we hang out, talk about the scriptures, the teaching of the weekend, and apply them to life. And so, as always, Pastor Andrea yes. Jacobson is the lead pastor here at the Kettering Adventist Church. And this is Jason Calvert, who is our young adult pastor. Yeah. And so last week you spoke, we are in part two of our new series called Moments to Momentum. And mm-hmm. uh, and you spoke, so last week was part two, you spoke from Ezra 7, which is really interesting because the, the entire person in ministry of Ezra, I find fascinating. Yeah, me too. I've always thought it was just amazing. Yeah. And like I said, I just gravitate toward him just because of who he is. Right, the, right. You know, preaching, teaching pastor. And like, right. I just think it's so awesome. Yeah. So that's really what we should be. No, absolutely. And, you know, so I like the points that you, you brought out from Ezra 7. That's kind of where you were, you know, exegeting, mm-hmm. where you were studying from, um, kind of talking about how he made this decision to not just like study, but then to follow and obey personally and mm-hmm. then to go teach this. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also, yeah, I mean, as always, right, when we study this stuff and <laughs> contrary to belief, we don't preach a lot all you critics out there, but right. But when you get so you do all this study and you get excited, um, you want to share all this information. And sometimes you don't get to share everything that, you know, you know, you just don't have time to share everything. So did you have any other points or thoughts from from Ezra seven that you think we should process and study and think about? So there was one that I was thinking about because it it was already 36 minutes long, right? Thanks (laughs) for pointing that out. So if I would have added that, it would have been like 45. Exactly. (laughs) And then it would be longer than me, which is great. Okay. Uh, Okay. So the one thing I was thinking about is the fact that Ezra kind of goes along on this mission Mm. because he's sent on it. And he is not, it's not like he hears a voice from God where God tells him, this is what you got to do. It's a mission that the king sends him on. But it's a passion in his heart, and so he goes and does this. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, well, maybe even more with Nehemiah. And I, So let's just go to Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. Um, I say Nehemiah all kinds of different ways. I say sometimes I say Nehemiah, sometimes, say I, sometimes yeah, Nehemiah. it's Nehemiah, sometimes yeah. it's Nehemiah. It's uh-huh. like always different. Uh-huh. Um, but anyways, you got it. We're in Nehemiah. And in chapter 2, it says that the, uh, he is talking to the king. And Artaxerxes is asking, why is your face sad? And he's right. sad because of what's happening in Jerusalem, right. because they can't build. There's so much opposition. Right. And while he's really sad, the king notices and asks him, okay, what's going on? And he says, well, I am just worried about my my city, mm-hmm. the place where I'm from. And this is in like verse three. And then the king says to him, what do you request? He says, so I pray to the God of heaven before he responded. I love that part too. Mm -hmm. And then he says to the king, 
And verse 5, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, I ask that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tombs, that I may rebuild it. Yes. And I just love that he volunteers for this mission. Yep. So it is something that's a passion inside of him, right. and he knows that it is from God, right. and that this is something that he needs to do for God, and he goes and does this. Yes. And I just love how what that means for us in God's call, because we don't always have to hear a voice from God mm-hmm. in order to do something. And mm-hmm. I and I and I used to think that before I became a pastor, where I thought it has to be something that you know, otherwise I'm not going to do it. Right, and it's going to sound a certain <laughs> way and look a certain way. Yeah, right. because sometimes you hear of those people who have those experiences, sure. but. That is not what is an experience of everybody. Everybody has totally different experiences. And as long as you are responding to what God has put within you, and it matches with Scripture, right? Right. Obviously, that's the first thing, because you could just decide, oh, God told me something, and it has nothing to do with God telling you anything. Um, But as long as it does, and it was a passion within them, they went and did it, and it was a mission from God. Yeah. No, I love the book of Nehemiah. In fact, any of the high school kids or any of the parents connected, um, we've actually done several series on the book of Nehemiah. That's awesome. Um, because I love how it, it's not like your average book of the Bible, right? There mm-hmm. aren't any miracles in the entire mm-hmm. book. It's a dude's journal talking about his mm-hmm. life and his process. And, and essentially in, in chapter one, it, it says that he asked people, oh, so how are things going back home? And they said, you know, things are not going well. Yeah. The walls are destroyed. And it says... Uh, in Hebrew, it says that then his heart was broken, right? Mm. So his heart breaks for this. And then talk about moments to momentum. Then there's this moment that ultimately changes the momentum and the trajectory of Nehemiah's entire ministry and his work is he's praise about it, right? First, then goes to the king. And anyway, I'm not gonna start preaching, but the whole thing is super, super amazing. And And I like how you pointed out that, yes, that moment, it's that prayer, that spending time with God before, before he answers. And that's another thing like that just... I absolutely love that he does that every time. He doesn't respond until he prays. Until, until he, he prays spent. about it, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's just a, a practice, right? That he yes. does throughout the Well, and that's what we're story. talking about, the habits, right? right. Daily exactly. habits. Like yeah. it is something that becomes part of your life. Right. And he's doing it all the time. And so the first thing he does is goes to his habit. Mm-hmm. Of praying, mm-hmm. and then he continues. I think it's just so awesome. Yeah, so maybe, you know, someday we should do a series on Nehemiah, because it's, it's awesome. Yeah. But then going back to Ezra, yeah, so... So that's super good about, you know, going in Ezra 7 there. The other thing I found find interesting is Ezra comes from a line of priests, mm-hmm. um, right? It, like this is in his family, which I think is interesting yeah. because oftentimes we hear testimonies from people, you know, people like me who don't necessarily come from a long line of heritage of, you know, devout Jesus followers or Adventists or whatever. Yes. Um, and, you know, and then there's this big testimony and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, isn't that powerful? Mm-hmm. But sometimes there are people that are like, yeah, but I've just kind of grown up with this stuff, yes. right? This is just like, mm-hmm. is there anything for me? Yeah. Yeah. There's Ezra, That's a good right? Because Ezra comes from a line of free. In fact, it says that his father um, is Zadok. Who David appointed. So he grew up with this stuff. Yes. Um, well, so. Yeah, that is really cool. It's an awesome, awesome thought. Like for in my family, my dad was a pastor, obviously, before he was, he's the dean of the seminary. And, but before, like just before him on my mom's side, both my grandma and grandpa were pastors. Mm, mm-hmm. And my grandma was one of the first women to ever be pastors in the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. And she was also one of the last because mm. there weren't that many that have gone through the seminary after that or any opportunities for them. Oh, interesting. But the fact that she was that 
was always so inspirational to me. Mm. And she, I don't know if, I don't know if I mentioned this, but when my grandpa was thrown in prison for during communism, because he was a, mm-hmm. an Adventist pastor, she was, she took care of her kid, their kids by herself mm. and took care of his church. So mm. she was the pastor, the sole pastor of the church and a mom, a single mom during that same time. And so just an incredible well, she just woman. She just a statue in know, her right? Like that's, that's incredible. That's woman. incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, that probably took us on a so, tangent. Well, no, anyway, yeah. So back to Ezra <laughs> and this whole thing. Okay. So moments of momentum and how do we make decisions and how do we make, so right through the reality is it's a new year. We want new habits, right? Mm-hmm. We want to be better relationally and financially and spiritually. Yep. But, you know, the reality is we can set all these goals, but sometimes they just fall flat, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then even when it comes to, you know, reading through the scriptures and, and uh, the first 90 challenge, uh, and I think, right, we're in the second week. I think for mm-hmm. the most part, right, we're probably getting into a rhythm, but still, it, it's a challenge. Yeah. Um, and is. how to, you know, start new habits and maybe end old habits and specifically when it comes to making decisions. Mm -hmm. And I like here in Ezra, like what we talked about in Ezra or sorry, in Ezra, like we talked about in Nehemiah, that it specifically says that he, this is like a premeditated decision where he says, um, I think you talked about it in verse 10. This was because Ezra had determined, right? So he made the right. And you focus on that word. Yeah. Right, he made a before he any of this stuff. He mm-hmm. determines, no, this is what I'm going to do, and it's almost like before any situation shows up, we have to first decide, right? That's Be right. in a certain mindset, so that you know, because all decisions. I talked about this two weeks ago. I really feel like we could summarize all of life in this word or this concept of decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how did we get here? And, and well, we married who we married. Well, because. We started dating and, you know, and the yeah. reason we started dating is because they happened to be at that place at that time. And I happened to be at that place at that. Right. And, and, and so all of life, how do we become pastors? How do we become pastors at Kettering? Why are we having this conversation online mm-hmm. called Kettering? Right. All of life can be summarized by this concept of decisions. Yeah. Um, That's right. But it's really easy to make bad ones, right? <laughs> yes. So, so how can much we, more easy? So I think we should, you know, talk about this. How can we make better decisions moving forward mm-hmm. that ultimately will create momentum? Yeah, and I, that's why I like how you said it. it really is about the determination, right? But even that, you still have to work on. Yeah, right. Almost every day, right? right. And that is why you kind of like set it in your mind. You coon to do this. Mm-hmm. I love that word. But yeah. but then it does have to become a habit. Mm-hmm. And that is why you have to do it, you know, like a certain amount of times right before it becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. It has to become part of your life. And from the book, The Compound Effect, they talk about how, how important it is to do it every single day. Mm-hmm. So it's not just I'm doing something once a month, I'm doing something once a week. I have to do it every day. Mm-hmm. And you know, even for me, it's not that easy to build those habits. And mm-hmm. then there's times where something happens and then you stop <laughs> and then you need to go get back into it. Right. Um, and so it's a, it's a constant like thinking through it yeah. and then. It's a constant grind. It's a constant yeah. walk, right? Like moment by, mm-hmm. mo- by moment. Um, so and- that, and that's why it's like, it's, he, he prepares his heart to do this. Right. He sets himself firmly in this, which means that if somebody is trying to pull you out of that, right, then you know, you say no and you come right back, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's really what it means that mm-hmm. you have to just keep 
pulling yourself back whenever. Right. Which I think is a challenge because I'm not, I think I read somewhere that it's actually impossible, though if I was a good scholar, I would be able to cite my source. So I can't do that. But I feel like I read somewhere that it's actually impossible to make a decision without using your emotions, right? Mm. Emotions are always a part of it, but that's, that also gets us in trouble, right? Mm -hmm. Into leading us into making bad decisions or wrong decisions, right? Because we can rationalize (laughs) like anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I exercised yesterday, so therefore I deserve that donut. Yeah. Like what? Like we say things like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. I say things like that, but that actually (laughs) makes no sense at all, right? Like how does, right? Or or sometimes um, when I talk to someone who's trying to get over um, like a smoking addiction or a porn addiction or something where they're like, well, I was really good last week, so I deserve it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we can think that through, but if you think about it logically outside of the, you know, yeah. outside of that space, that mm-hmm. actually makes no sense. No. Right? And that's why I think that we have to look into the future and right. where do we want to be? Yes. And that's the way to then determine, you know, every step, right? right. That we're going to take those steps. But if we don't look into the future, well, then we are just going to be taken kind of like by the wind right? Yeah, yeah. and just wherever and we do kind of whatever. So if I want to, when I'm old, still yes. be in shape, then I have to work <laughs> out every single day uh, until... <laughs> thank you for reminding me. Yes. yes. <laughs> right now my wife is applauding like, yes, make him work out. Round is not a shape. Yes, it is, dear. It's not a shape. <laughs> and maybe it doesn't have to be like necessarily every single day, right. but you have to do it at least the majority of the week. To be intentional, right. Yes. It, you have to... Be intentional. Well, and I, so, and and I think, so two things on this. One, I think of, right, and I talk about this often, everyone is a story. Um, And the reality is, like, we can communicate that story, but after us, like, people are, are, will continue to tell that story. Yeah. Um, And and even now, right? I mean, people are telling our story, and whether or not it's accurate or not, Mm -hmm. whatever, people tell the story. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like we have to think about, okay, what story is going to be told? Yeah. You know, what do we want to be our mm-hmm. story? Um, and there, and maybe is... how do people even describe me, right? Sure. You know, in the future. And there's things where sometimes people describe me certain way and I'm just like, is that really me? No, unfortunately, that is me. You right. Know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, exactly. So, yeah. And I was thinking, what made me think about it was last week's observation when we were reading through... Um, well, earlier parts of the scripture, uh, but in Genesis, when it talks about uh, Joseph, like, and, and my observation, I think it was last Monday, was, you know, Joseph's life was actually pretty awful, mm-hmm. but it, it continued, there was always progress. And so my, yeah. my observation was progress doesn't always look positive, mm-hmm. but it's still progress, which I think is true. But if we look at Joseph's story, he could have made a number of different decisions oh, and they totally. could have gone a totally different direction, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. I just think this idea of story and your story, right? we never know the end of the story, but thinking about it intentionally, yeah. okay, what what will my story be? Or yeah. what do I want my story Where do I want to, to be? be? Exactly. And, and thinking about that and being honest about it too. Mm-hmm. And I like how you brought up Joseph because to me, Joseph must have had, must have made the exact same decision that Ezra does. Right. Because of the fact yes. that he sold into slavery and now he could have just said, okay, well, God, you just abandoned me. Right. I don't care anymore. Right. But he doesn't. And he decides he's going to be walking with God through the whole thing. And that is why he is able to make such a, God is able to use him to make such a huge difference. Right. In the whole land of Egypt. Right. And in so many people's lives. Because he did. He made amazing. I know it's not a Bible study on Joseph, but he made some phenomenal 
choices that I don't know if I could have made, right? I mean, yeah. wow. He anyway. Yeah. And so incredible. You know, we never really know what hangs in the balance mm-hmm. of a single decision that we make. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that illustrates that even more. But you know, going back to this point, and maybe this is just my problem, but maybe for anyone else. When we ask ourselves these questions, okay, what do I want my story to be and, and, you know, my legacy or whatever, my influence, we need to be able to answer it honestly. You know, and I think sometimes that's, for me, you know, that's the most challenging part is am I being honest with myself as far Mm -hmm. as my priorities? I say that my priority is to first be a son of God, Mm -hmm. second, be a a husband to my wife, and third, be a father to my children, and fourth, be a pastor. Mm -hmm. But honestly, is that how it is? Yeah. Right. I totally have to think about that a lot because I have to, like, it's almost like every week and I, I should think about it every week, but maybe I don't. So maybe, you know, whenever I think of it again, I re, I, every time I think, okay, yeah, what are my priorities? Yeah. Which yeah. way am I putting my life? And every time I think about that, I realized, oh yeah, it is not really prioritized based on what it is that I say. It right. really isn't what I want it to be. And right. so I have to always do something to re, redo things. And right. then and then I fall again. And then it's like, okay, well, let me just redo it again. But I think that's what it kind of means that you are unmovable in it. That right. you always are checking yourself. And then wherever you have you have gone the a different way, then you just bring it back, right? So right. it has to be a constant readjustment for us. Yeah. And, and I think it starts, no, absolutely. I think it starts with, am I being honest? Like mm-hmm. really, am I super being honest with myself? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think just think that's one practical question yeah. to ask ourselves all the time as we make decisions for sure. moving forward and, and habits. Well, and in that, in the book, The Compound Effect, they're also talking about leadership habits and just becoming a good leader, mm. right? That And he's kind of pointing out the fact that none of us, for none of us, things just happen mm. and we think that they will. Mm. We somehow have this idea that things will just kind of come into place, right. but it doesn't work that way. Right. It has to be, and it always is based on the choices that we're making. Mm-hmm. And so those choices, like if I'm, if I want to be a great leader, then I have to listen to podcasts that are about leadership. Mm-hmm. I have to read books that are about leadership. I have to constantly be learning. That does not mean that everything that I'm reading or putting into my brain is just automatically going to now suddenly stick. Right. Right. But over time, those things do make a difference. Right. Right. Because it is a habit and I am continually learning. Right. No, absolutely. And and sometimes it's making the really difficult decisions that truly like elevates or or can move someone forward. Um, I was thinking about this whole idea of um, like, Sometimes when it comes to making decisions, there's like this tension that you feel. Right? It's like, okay, I know I should do, but, right? There's like that mm-hmm. something nagging a little mm-hmm. bit. I don't know how else to say it. That probably sounds bad, nagging. But uh, there's like something in the back of your head that's like, no, this makes perfect sense. This makes logical sense. I'm going to do this. But there's always this like, but, right? Um, but may- what made me think about it is um, David in first Samuel, right? So and we're not going to do this long Bible study, but in first Samuel, right? We know the story. There's David and his men, they're hiding in the caves and Saul needs to relieve himself. And so he goes into this cave <laughs> and Saul's by himself, right? This would be yeah. the perfect time to get rid of the enemy, to what, right? Saul, I, I mean, I envision Saul walks into the cave, right? Saul's men are all standing there waiting. David walks out of the cave and then it would have been clear. 
but there's this, um, this amazing little line yeah. in First Samuel 24, verse 5. So he's about to, Saul's in there, David's close, the men are like, this is your opportunity, mm-hmm. right? A moment of decision that would have changed the trajectory of, you know, a lot. But verse 5 says, but then David's conscience began bothering him because he had cut Saul's robe. So like even in this moment, right, there's like this one thing that keeps that's, that that's sticking out a little bit. And I think we need to pay attention to those things. Exactly. Well, it's the Holy Spirit speaking to us. Right. And those things are important. And he knows. Yeah, right? The Holy right. Spirit knows what it is that. And I, I, I thought you were going to read another one where later on after that, he says, well, how could I put my hand or something like yes. that? How could I put my hand again, like on the anointed of the of, Lord or of something God. like right. that, right? Like anointed God has appointed God. him. So how yes. can I? Yep. But it just makes me think of how often do we think that of other people? Right. You know, because if we had thought that, that, okay, but maybe God wants this person in a certain position for mm-hmm. this reason, or then maybe we would treat each other a little bit with mm-hmm. more, you know, just saying, okay, God, you got this. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mm-hmm. have to always have it figured out. I right. may think that you made a bad choice, right. but, you know, God has it for a reason. And, the, and and a lot of people could have thought that about Saul. Oh, sure. Because he yeah. made so many bad choices. And you mm-hmm. you and I've had people ask me, like, well, okay, why would God have chosen Saul? Sure. But God does because he gives us those responsibilities. And what we do with those responsibilities, that's on us. Mm-hmm. He gives mm-hmm. us those things. And again, that's all about those moments to momentum because mm-hmm. I have the responsibility to act or to not act. And it's still my responsibility. And now God has given me this opportunity. Now, how am I going to take that forward? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you're saying is, is so spot on where in that moment, the reality is, am I trusting myself and what I can figure out? Or am I just going to trust God? I don't get it, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to trust you, right? Which, and we've talked about this before. Yeah. I think that is truly the question these 66 books yeah. ask. In every moment of every day, are you going to trust yourself? Or are you just going to, are you going to trust God yeah. with it? And I think that's really the challenge. And then, and then mm-hmm. we ask ourselves that, and then we're honest with ourselves yeah. as to the answer. Yeah. Uh, and, and maybe, just maybe, that will help us make better decisions. Yeah, um, for sure. Moving forward. So, and that I just want to like bring it back to what it's saying here that, you know, he set his heart to seek the law of the Lord. Oh, right, right, the right. The scripture of just like right. studying, going after it all the time. And that's right. why I love just the whole 90 day challenge where. I feel I almost feel like I've been doing this forever because it's been so long because every day it's like, you know, you yeah, have to be like in so much of it. Right. Um, but I also know that it hasn't been very that long. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, but, twelve days. Yes. But <laughs> even the times that I have spent in it, it's yeah, whatever you said, twelve days, it has made a difference in my sure. own life. Mm-hmm. Like I can see it, I can feel it. Uh or just even noticing certain things that maybe I haven't before or that mm-hmm. people point out. So just being in so immersed in it has really been making a difference. And that's why I think that it, this verse is so important because Ezra is calling himself and I believe everybody else after that mm-hmm. to do the same, mm-hmm. to seek after the word of God all the time, to do it, to apply it, and then to teach it. And then to teach it. Right. And that's another whole thing. But yeah. We could talk about that maybe next mm-hmm. week. So you preach this week. So everyone tune in tomorrow to uh, Pastor Andrea's uh, sermon. That will be part three. And then we'll talk about it next week. Yep. Um, Sounds great. Thanks, Jason. Pray for us. Yes, I will. 
Lord God, thank you again for just the opportunity to be able to talk about your word mm-hmm. and making choices. Mm-hmm. It is really important, the choices that we make. And so I pray that you work in us and help us to make choices that honor and glorify you and that help us to live better lives and that especially just help us to be able to be better witnesses for you. Mm. I thank you for that, for hearing us right now, and uh, just put us all into your hands. I pray. Amen. Amen. That's good. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you. Thank you everyone for watching, and we'll see you next week. Yep. See you next week. <laughs> Is that like the new thing every time? <laughs> that's that's the theme song, right? That's our outro music. Yeah, it is.